Hello, FPL managers. Welcome back to a regular episode of the FPL Optimized podcast, which makes this episode number 81. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Sirtop, the data scientist. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old iTest. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. And today we'll be covering our usual content, but in a bit more condensed manner in preparation for game week 26. And before we do that, we can do a quick review of our game week 25 performances. Plus on top, Sirtop, you were quite busy last week with two extra episodes or two <coughs> episodes without me. So uh, any reflections on, on that? Anything you want to share? Yeah, a few things. Um, the first one was um, like understanding how diverse the perspective in FPL. Uh, like my chat with Andy Martin actually helped me to understand how you know different people perceive this game. I mean, I I already know um, people. Mm -hmm. so, certain people don't use analytics, or maybe like don't maybe enjoy using analytics, or maybe sometimes even dismiss. But Andy Martin says something like, yeah, I know this is the right way to play, but I don't want to play it that way, which yeah. made me think a little bit uh, deeper. I will probably okay. talk about it later. Um, the second one is actually um, my chat with um, Ted Lasso Regen and also uh, FBI Spaceman yeah. um, helped me to understand a little bit better how people are playing with analytics. I mean, it's not always... We keep saying that people don't take a solver and then hit a button and then do whatever yeah. the solver is giving. It yeah. is actually much more deeper than that. So the thing is, like comparing what Andy said and also what other two said, um, we are spending our energy on this game, obviously. Like we are spending mm -hmm. hours. It is fun, obviously. Some people yeah. spend it on actually trying to solve this puzzle manually. I think that's really labor intensive and sometimes... Yeah might not be the best approach like at least personally that's what i think yeah. but analytical approach it's not you know that easy like you still need to do your homework you need to run a few things and understand solver is only helping you to um you know show you the, the solution when you have certain restrictions in mind and then you keep changing those restrictions until you find you know the best wildcard you can come up with so uh, especially Alistair spent lots of time on that wildcard draft, which I appreciated the thinking be behind it. Um, the third one is um, deep diving to these like fixture possibilities like with chip optimization with solvers was very enlightening. I mean, so because like I I can't really be bothered with you know understanding how fixtures work and how like doubles and blanks appear. But it was really fascinating to think about. And if you're really serious about this game, you can actually, like, there's still some edge uh, there that you can actually optimize your chip strategy much better compared to other people. And that's what, why I think uh, analytics guys will do better towards the end of the season. I mean, they're already yeah. doing fantastic, but towards the yeah. end of the season, it will be even more obvious. And yeah. The community feedback was great. We heard lots of good things about the last two episodes. People really enjoyed it. And yeah. and my final thing to mention is, um, so I asked Andy if you know what how he would feel if I hand him the optimal solution. Okay, this is the optimal team. If I, yeah. I am able to 
prove mathematically. Suppose like I yeah. everything that a person can know about Premier League, including I test. Let's you know, let's include I test form anything actually, and then I optimize it, and I know that this team is optimal. Like how would you yeah. feel if I hand this to you? And he said, you know, I will say it's a shame, like because I want to solve it. Yeah. Uh, I have been developing tools for a long time for FPL, as you know, and yeah. it never occurred to me that people, there are people who would be upset with getting the optimal team or like at least, you know, find it a little bit, you know, it's a shame. Um, yeah. I, it helped me to understand that people want maybe better tools to, you know, manage this process, but not necessarily something telling them okay, this is the optimal team, this is this is how you should play. People, Some people even get upset, like, thinking about yeah. it. So maybe I that will change my, um, uh, like, path in terms of how I develop these tools. Like, I okay. was focusing on developing tools that you can get optimal solution, but maybe it is more about the, the process itself, like, what you put uh, as your input for your FPL team and what you get at the end. Obviously, as an optimization expert or like specialist yeah. at work, um, I believe in superiority of analytical approaches, including optimization. So I cannot mm -hmm. really say that, okay, I'm giving up on optimization. But um, at the same time, I feel like people want more uh, like diversity, better tools. Yeah, that's okay. that was some kind, like that was impactful on me. Uh -huh. Like I kept thinking about it, how he, said you know i will i will say it's a shame that you gave me the optimal solution never thought that someone would say okay that. yeah i was listening to that and i was i was i was smiling because you felt that he was the exception but i think in reality i think the way you play it is actually more the exception which maybe i think for you is difficult to to realize but i think most people also myself you know we play this game out of, let's say, the love for football first, right? We all enjoy football. We think we know a little bit about it. And then, hey, let's play this game. I'm pretty sure I can be a good manager. And then it turns out that uh, maybe we're not that good. <laughs> I mean, well, I understand. Well, first of all, I think I understand that, you know, people, yeah. well, obviously not everyone is using a solver or mathematical approaches. Um, I, I was surprised to hear that he accepts that the analytical gameplay is the best best way to play the game if you are trying to yeah. win it but yeah. he's like but i want to have fun like i want to solve right. this puzzle myself yeah which was interesting because like i always thought that people are not using mathematical approaches because they don't really believe in it they're like oh football is played on the grass like i'm gonna watch the game yeah. and i'm gonna come up with the best fpl team ever that's not correct. FPL is a game of mathematics. So you need mathematical optimization solvers to do better. I mean, in the long term, we will see. I will also talk at the end of this episode, but analytical yeah, yeah. managers are just killing it this season. And it's not yeah. surprising to me. Like That was expected, no. in my opinion. But I think yeah. what Andy said about, I know analytics is the best, but I just yeah. prefer not to use it. I think that's yeah. a unique uh position i feel like most people are not using because they're like i, I can't be bothered like i love football mm. and also one more thing to like as a message to people who are saying that oh i love i love football that's why i'm playing fpl i don't want to use mathematics or whatnot i mean 
still like there's a heavy load on FBL managers. Like even if you want to buy a certain player, let's say you watched a player, you know, you went yeah. to the game and then you watched Kudus and you were talking about him. You're like, oh, I really liked him. I would like to have him in my team. You can actually add him to your team and then ask optimization to come up with, you know, other players who can rotate well with Kudus, for example. That's, yeah. you know, I feel like that's a good way to play the game. You are still yeah. loving football. No one is saying yeah. that you're not. And then you are picking the players. You feel like who will do well. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I need to maybe a little bit. Think no, but more I, deeply on I, this. Yeah. I think what I wanted to say is that maybe, you know, the starting point is different, but I was quite surprised. I mean, I don't know Andy that well. I just know him from X, but from the discussion, I was quite surprised that actually his approach was quite balanced, right? He did say that he was using some data and analytics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's actually what a lot of people do, like myself, right? I still, I'm a bit like Andy, I think. Um, you know, I, I like to watch games. I like to look at the fixtures. I like to come up with my own plan. But at the same time, when I talk to here to you and we look at the optimal team or, you know, I look at the stuff from Ben Krellen or other uh, people on, on Twitter with advice, I, I use that as well. But I don't go as far as saying, okay, now I will go to a solver and, and I want to see what the solver is doing. So, yeah, I just want to like reduce people's perception, like, Make it more accessible in a way that yeah. using Solver is not that difficult, first of all. Like, you don't need to install anything. Like, most of these tools are online, or th- yeah. there's an online version of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand people are kind of maybe, like, scared to use a Solver. But once you use it once, I yeah. believe it will be hard to go back <laughs> to your traditional Yeah, no, I can imagine. And as you said, uh, the analytics managers are really doing well this 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 season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, no, I think that was a really nice discussion. So, thanks for having that, and also mm-hmm. thanks Andy in case he's listening for uh, for joining on our podcast. And then I thought your other discussion with uh, with Alistair and, and and Johnny, I think it was Johnny, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it was was really good too. Uh, and when looking at the YouTube video in which you also like like you do today, you show the OR. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really impressive to look at it for the three of you because you're all in the kind of top 5K. So, uh, yeah, really doing well. Mm-hmm. So I think any advice, of course, that you guys gave is something that uh, we all should take seriously. And, uh, yeah, some really interesting um, information about the upcoming game weeks and, and the chip planning. So I think uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people find it useful, um, me included. <laughs> so uh, thanks, thanks for doing that. Yeah, sure. So yeah, it almost felt like you don't need me anymore. So, no, no, no. <laughs> we, we need a casual manager in the pod to yeah. balance it. Oh, yeah. oh, I like the variation. We should definitely invite guests <laughs> yeah, more often. Yeah, certainly. It was fun. Okay. So uh, yeah, let's have a quick look at how our teams performed in the double game week 25, which I think for many people turned out to be quite a frustrating week. But for you, it was quite good, right? It was... Yeah, quite good for me. I mean, and I was checking my FPL like um, Twitter feed. Uh, obviously, I follow lots of analytics managers, yeah. so I kept saying great stuff like, "Oh, I got like hundred twelve point, hundred twenty six points, yeah. and whatnot." And wow. then I also follow like people who are not using analytics, and their gaming were re- usually a little bit worse, like eighty okay. eighty five points range, um, and they were very frustrated with the week. So it was kind of like. <laughs> it was interesting to see it 
Um, <laughs> and well, my game week went pretty well. I got 108 points. Um, and my yeah. overall rank now is 1,007. Um, yeah, so, so I, wow. I was inside top top uh, 1,000, yeah. and then um, but Van Dyke I think scored. Was yeah. it his goal? Maybe. Um, I think that so. pushed me yeah. out of 1,000, but. I don't mind. Yeah. At least Liverpool won the game. I was yeah. really scared after the first goal, obviously. Yeah. Um, well, the funny thing is, even though it's a double game week, lots of points came from single game week players. Yeah. Like uh, Watkins yeah. got 13 points, Solanke got 12, uh, Saka got 15. So yeah. it was a little bit funny. But at the same time, I think I hit the jackpot with Ederson and Walker um, in term- as far as the double game week players go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's funny because when Ederson yeah. doesn't keep a clean sheet, that's all we talk about. But when he gets eleven points, I don't, I don't hear anyone talking about it. So, yeah, yeah. And I remember a few weeks ago you were talking about selling Ederson even for uh, <laughs> to prepare for the double game week. Yeah, that's true. I was frustrated. I think my yeah. hand was forced to keep him, and I'm glad okay. I kept him. I will be really pissed if I sold him a few yeah. weeks ago and then he got eleven yeah. points. But yeah. Yeah. Glad he is here. Yeah, and you got no, well 101 points. So, what do you want to talk? Yeah, about? Yeah, 101. Not too bad. I think both of us we had our triple captainship on Haaland. So yeah, in the end, we were happy that he scored a goal. I think you know, ideally, we would have hoped for more, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm quite pleased with the result. I'm actually quite pleased that I kind of resisted the urge to bring in more double game week players. You know, before the game week, I was thinking, oh, maybe I need to bring in Darwin or maybe I need to bring in a Brentford player. But but I didn't. Uh, I saved the transfer, which uh, in the end turned out to be the right strategy. It also gives me now two free transfers to get ready for the blank game week 26. Mm-hmm. And yeah, with 101 points, quite happy with that. Even though it could have been a bit more, you know, uh, there was this Walker Haaland goal, which was just offside for Walker. That was really yeah. frustrating. I was already cheering, but uh, that didn't <laughs> work. And then a bit later, you know, Foden, he, he ran towards the goal. He went past Flecken, the goalie, and then he still missed. So, yeah, and I'm a Foden owner, so that could have been nice. And yesterday, yeah, Virgil scored a goal, but he could actually have scored two. So that could have been even nicer. Because then I would have beaten you, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately I didn't. So it's it's fourteen eleven now to you. So the gap is getting a bit bigger. <laughs> yeah, you're close. You're close. Yeah. Well. Well then. Well then. <laughs> All right. Well, let's switch attention to game week twenty six. Um, and I mm-hmm. think yeah, we cannot really look at it in is- isolation because I think any move we'll make now. Uh, should also consider already, you know, what you plan to do for double game week 28, for example, or the blind game week 29, especially. And ideally, I think you should already have a kind of chip strategy in mind, especially for 29. For example, if you do plan to free hit, then, uh, yeah, you don't need to consider too much uh, at the moment with your transfers, you know, to get ready for 29. In my case... I'm actually thinking that I want to avoid my free hits. So I think with my transfers, I'll try to get ready for game week 29. Not mm-hmm. sure it's the right thing to do, but uh, I still have it in my mind and uh, probably I'll stick to it. So nice. yeah, in other words, it's quite a difficult period to navigate, but also a period that can lead to good opportunities if we manage it well. 
Um, so let's dive into that. We will not cover all the usual content, as I think, Sir Talpa, you are not feeling too great this yeah, morning. Yeah, maybe it's obvious <laughs> from my voice, but yeah, I'm a but, little bit sick. Yeah, no worries. I think uh, we are covering the most important stuff. And I think the good news is also that with your solver, you know, it's kind of considering the challenges that, that we mm -hmm. will face the next week. So when we look at the optimal team for this week, it should already set you up pretty nicely for the next game weeks. So we'll talk through that, but I think before that, you have some game week odds also? Yeah, we won't yeah. have the, the fixture ticker, but I was able to uh, capture this graphic from Rap TFPL regarding yep. game week 26 goals and clean sheet odds. Yeah. Um, so, well, this, this week, Arsenal has the highest goal uh, average, 2.5, and their clean sheet ratio is also pretty good, 39%. And in... Like in contrast, Newcastle's uh, clean sheet odd is only eight percent. So we, I, uh, I, I guess, we expect goals in that game. Uh, um, and Manchester uh, City is at two point four against Bournemouth away. Uh, um, and also Aston Villa has a good fixture: two point two um, average projected goals uh, yeah. against Nottingham Forest. And also yeah. Manchester United has the same goal ratio: two point two against Fulham. Um, okay. One interesting thing here is Wolves. Uh, their goal average here is 2.15, but there are also people, and it is 2.15 against Sheffield United. And yeah. we have some people in the community who keeps these team strength models. I think their estimation is a little bit lower than this, maybe even significantly lower. Um, okay. So, okay. so, yeah, I think betting markets um, think Wolves has a better chance of scoring goals in that game. And 2.15 yeah. is a very significant number. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Wolves players are being talked about a lot this week. Uh, mm -hmm. Wang and also Neto. So definitely something uh, to consider. Uh, yeah. For me, yeah, what I mentioned earlier, I have game week 29 in mind in which Villa has a game. And that's also now looking at Villa for this game week at home against Nottingham. I think mm -hmm. for me that that can be a, a good option. So I'll probably uh, I'll look at Villa. But yeah, if you don't uh, have twenty nine in mind, game week twenty nine, then of course also Man United maybe with Hoylund, eh, who has been scoring every week now recently. Yeah. So that could also be uh, an interesting one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, let's look at the optimal team because probably that will answer many of our questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, in optimal team, we have Ariola in the goal, and the bench goalkeeper is Neto. Neto plays in most of the fixtures because he has a obviously like double game week, uh, like yeah. like in three game weeks of time. Um, yeah. But like they rotate nicely. Uh, this week it's Ariola, uh, but eventually Solver sells Neto or Pickford's down the line uh, okay. and keeps uh, keeps Pickford's until the end of the horizon. But obviously this is assuming that well you are using your wildcard now and then no other chips until the end of the uh, the horizon. If you yeah. are planning to use your bench boost in 37 or like any free hit, obviously this team will be different. But yeah, let's go with the op optimal wildcard team, assuming you don't have any other chips. Um, and in defense, we have Gabriel, Regillon, and Powell. Uh, and Powell becomes Robertson after five game weeks. Until then, he has some uh, okay fixtures. And we have Odegaard, Saka... Douglas Lewis and Hee-chan and um, Hwang Hee-chan in midfield. Um, yeah. Odegaard here only for three game weeks of time. Obviously, they have a really good fixture this week. We talked about the uh, projected goals. Uh, 
and Saka stays through the horizon. Douglas Lewis eventually uh, turns into Salah, and then Huang okay. is a whole term keep here. Um, okay. Here, one problem is um, in blank uh, game week 29, you yeah. might have less than 11 players depending on how the fixtures fall. So you need to be careful right. with the planning here. Right. Uh, and in forward, we have Watkins. Uh, stays for most of the horizon and uh, becomes Isaac at the end of the horizon. Tony, similarly, he stays here for a long time and then eventually becomes Darwin. And then Holland is the optimal captain. Um, okay. But the interesting thing is, Solver keeps Holland only for two game weeks and then sells him and gets Solanke for the double game week. Ah, and then for the double. Him. Yeah. Solanke's EV for that game is really high. For that game week, I should yeah. say, for the double game week. It's 11.8, uh, Sheffield yeah. United and Luton Town. So if you haven't used your triple captain, I think that's the most natural <laughs> place to use it. And yeah. um, and then on the bench, we have Senesi, Doughty, and Son. Son doesn't play in this game, obviously. They have a blank. But then rest of the, the horizon is pretty good. I mean, he has some... Um, games where the the project points is really high. He's yeah. a well, obviously a good player and good uh, long term hold here. Yeah, 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 no, definitely. Yeah, no, no, a strong team. Uh, three Arsenal. We can see that all the Liverpool players dropped out, probably because of the blank now mm -hmm. in game uh, week twenty six, and still uh, Haaland as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I was talking about Villa before, and, and the two players I have in mind are actually shown here. So it's Pau and Douglas Luiz. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so that will be probably my transfers for this week. Uh, even though there's also uh, Moreno to consider in the back and in the midfield, there's also Bailey. Quite some discussion on that also, I think, on X, like who are the better options. Mm -hmm. uh, but it might be these two. Yeah, and as you mentioned, uh, quite an interesting double game week coming up for Bournemouth in 28 with Sheffield and Luton at home. Mm -hmm. And also the week before, they play against Burnley. So I think as of game week 27, could be a good moment to uh, look at the Bournemouth options. Uh, because then, yeah, it will prepare you for 27, but also for 29. Uh, yeah. So that's good. Oh, no, sorry, not 29, 28, the double. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this yeah. team eventually has like Solanke, obviously, for 28, but also Senesi yep. and Neto. So it's like triple Bournemouth. Yep. And even the goalkeeper projection is like 7.5, pretty good. And also yeah. for Senesi, it's 6.8, which is also pretty good. So yeah, triple Bournemouth, like what could go wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, just that they don't have a game in 29 or... Not so likely. That would make it a no-brainer for me if they had a game in 29. But uh, yeah. who knows? <laughs> it's still not decided. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and also I want to show this. Uh, these are right. projected goal rates uh, from FBI Review. Um, yeah. And then if you're watching on YouTube, I try to mark every player we have in the team with a green borderline. Um, ah. So... It kind of like shows what the solver is thinking in terms of like which players to bring. Um, Holland has two good fixtures like in in front of us, like both twenty six and twenty seven. But then, well, blank possibility in twenty nine and also twenty eight yeah. and thirty fixtures are well less favorable compared to other options. So that solver drops Holland after two game okay. weeks of time. Um, okay. Saka, 
I mean, he's obviously like he, again a blank possibility in twenty nine, but the rest of the horizon, like until the end of the the season, it looks pretty good. Obviously, he's a long term yeah. hold. Um, similarly, Son uh, has good fixtures, and also like they have a possible double in thirty seven. Um, so Solver is avoiding. You said that Solver is avoiding Liverpool players. Uh, and here we see Salah blank, and then also another possible blank in 29. But then after that, his numbers are pretty high. So right. Solver is waiting for four game weeks and then bring Salah back. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That, that move will probably require some planning um, because like obviously his price might change and also the, the players in your team, their prices might change. So you don't want to be yeah. um, priced out of that move. And yeah. Solanke, he said, like he's gaming to an eight. Um, rate is pretty good. It is one point three goals average predicted for him wow. in that game week. So pretty nice. Okay. Yeah. It's the highest in this chart actually that I can see. Yeah. Um, kind of a must own in that week. Yeah. And then the closest one is Holland. It is one point twenty three in game week thirty seven. Uh, for the double there, so that's why oh. I said like for triple captain, I think Solanke yeah. this week or Holland in thirty seven are the most realistic yeah. options here. Yeah, and Watkins has pretty good numbers again, and then Huang or He Chan. Um, I I understand people are just thinking like trying to figure out which Wolves uh, midfielder to bring, but um, I think the penalty share for He Chan, like possible possibility of like him using penalties. Has yeah. a big impact, and for right. this game week, especially his projected goals is zero point fifty nine, which is pretty good. So I feel like he will be a really popular option. I was also checking YouTube, and I saw that most of the FPL content creators have have him in their like banner, like thumbnail. Oh yeah, and I'm like okay, <laughs> yeah, he will be really popular. And I think it's also because Cunha is injured there, so the number nine spot is. For, for probably for Hichan now to take. So mm -hmm. that also makes him interesting. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah, these are the projected goals uh, from FBI review, which was interesting to look at. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think the mo the point you made about Salah, I think, yeah, we could, we could see the impact of Salah also now in game week 25. I, he came into the team in the, in the first game and mm. he scored a goal right away. Yeah. Unfortunately, he missed the second game. But uh, if he's, you know, if he's fit, he'll, he'll be important to bring back in, in game week 30. And uh, yeah, I mean, for me, if, if I do go all the way to game week 29 without free hitting and then so kind of that ending, then, you know, the strategy would be to wildcard and either mm -hmm. game week 30 or 31. And in that kind of case, of course, you can then bring Salah back. I think that's, that strategy lost a bit of appeal maybe recently, um, but... I still have it in, in mind for myself. So we'll okay. see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, we covered the optimal team and we covered this chart. I think the next one is probably the captaincy chart. Yeah, Holland is the un undisputed leader. This okay. gave me for captaincy 7.04. Right, that ends and the, the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> End of discussion. And Saka is the alternative with 6.4. Um, okay. So there's like 0 0.6 uh, EV difference. I typically set the threshold at 0 0.5, so I feel like Saka is ahead, like, you know, um, outside of the, the consideration range for me, so obviously Holland will be my captain. Okay. Um, 
Well, I was checking. Sokka is number two in most models. Um, so there are two exceptions. The first one is Phantasmable Scott has Hichan in the second spot <laughs> after yeah. Holland. Uh, there's yeah. a 12% difference between Holland and him, but still, that was interesting to see. And also they have Neto in the third place. So they, they really think that mm. Wolves are a good option this week. Um, yeah. And FBL team has Salah in the second place in front of Saka. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just to cover all the top five options, we said Holland, Saka, and then comes Watkins at 5.998, uh, and Hichan at 5.59, and Bruno Fernandez at 5.35. So yeah, okay. I, I, I'm guess, guessing that most people will captain Holland, but if you're looking for adventure... Probably uh, captain the robot, even though <laughs> Saka has been doing really well in recent weeks, and they play at home. Arsenal is always quite strong at home. Play against Newcastle, who are a bit struggling in, in the back. So, yeah, if you want to try something different, I think Saka could be an interesting one as well. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, you need to dare to go against Haaland. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, we covered a lot. And I think um, probably this is sufficient information for people mm -hmm. to make their Game Week 26 uh, decisions. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add, Sir Top? Uh, let's cover the mini league updates first, and then I will talk about okay. our analytics mini league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do that. Uh, mini league updates. So yeah, we saw some big scores in our league, as we covered mm -hmm. before. We have a pretty competitive league. Uh, we have a new leader, Richard Smith, with his team Botman Returns. It's a team we've seen in the top three before. So Richard is uh, quite a consistent performer, it seems. Uh, and he had a game week score of 103 points and a total score now of 1,695 points. This makes him the number 42 in the world. So that's pretty cool. Uh, congratulations, uh, Richard. And number two is a team with a name I unfortunately can't pronounce. It looks uh, to be in another language or something like that. But uh, the manager is uh, Ikes Gooden. Uh, he has a total score of 1,686 points. And then we have number three, Byron Green, with the team Austin Mins wins on 1,685 points. So congrats to all three of you. Keep it up and cert up your number 26. So that's pretty okay. nice as well. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, yeah. It's, it's great that we have four people in our mini league that are inside the top 100 overall rank. I, yeah. I, I just enjoyed it. Very impressive. Yeah. And um, yeah, I want to cover also the analytics mini league. So uh, we have a mini league for the people who are in the Discord, uh, FPL Analytics Discord server. Yeah. Uh, the mini league name is Ballot Wisdom. And we have 225 people in this mini league. Not, well, we, we have over 1,000 members in the Analytics Discord, but not everyone in the mini league. Um, sure. Out of these 225 people, we have eight managers in top 100, and 37 in, of them are inside top 1K, um, and 93 of them are inside, inside top 10K. That's the 41% of the entire mini league. And also wow. 175 people in top 100k, which is the 77% okay. of the entire um, population here. Yeah. That's very impressive. I, I feel like that's a good um, result showing that how, how well analytics managers are doing. 
And Definitely. I also want to give a shout to like eight uh, people in the top 100 from this mini league. We have Ross, uh, Sam, Jonas, John, Lewis, YX. Uh, he's also in our uh, optimized mini league. And Simus and Chris. So they're doing pretty well. And Ross is number four in the world. And wow. Ross also uses the Python optimization solver, which also makes me. Uh, additionally happy most of these people are yeah. obviously using analytics but yeah some yeah. people are also using the optimization solver that i was working on so yeah it it was just great to see and also uh, other analytics leagues are also doing pretty well and yeah. then uh, it makes some people a little bit annoyed <laughs> i was yeah. checking the twitter and i said maybe i shouldn't read too much <laughs> today but yeah just wanted to give a shout to these uh, brilliant people yeah definitely it's amazing and maybe it's something for another part, but I was just wondering, like, do you have any explanation why the analytics uh, community is doing so well this year, especially compared to last year? Or is um, that something for another part? <laughs> I think, yeah, well, it's a little bit dif difficult to um, summarize, probably, because there are lots of uh. things that I can well, go wrong or, you know, right for the analytics yeah. managers. The thing is, obviously, like most of these selections are correlated. Uh, there are lots of teams, yeah. but there are certain picks yeah. that every analytics yeah. person has, like Watkins, Saka, uh, like Solanke, for the most part. Um, yeah. These are these kind of players. Some like field was a little bit late to get some of these okay. uh, players. Obviously, there's yeah. Movemo at the beginning of the season, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eventually, though, like Field realizes, oh, this guy is doing points. Maybe I should bring right. him in. But yeah. by that time, the fixtures are different, so that you know you're yeah. moving. So analytics guys are not afraid of selling players who just scored right. double-digit points in the previous game week. They don't care. They're like, okay, yeah. yes, it happened, but also the fixtures coming up, they're really bad. So I'm gonna sell this guy. Right. Um, less bias towards points. I feel like. But yeah, I mean, this season, obviously, we got lucky uh, with okay. lots of picks. I mean, Mubemo is one example. Obviously, his projections were high, yeah. and that's why analytics uh, crowd invested in him. But he also got more points than we expected. So it was kind of yeah. like uh, very lucky for us in general. But yeah, I mean, yeah. that kind of amplified the, the impact. Sure. I, I was... My expectation was that analytics managers will start doing better in the second half of the season. Well, the first half is just, you know, quite right. mixed. Points are very close, so you change rank quite easily. Um, yeah. But in the second half, there's like, it's more difficult to move in the ranks. I mean, you moved quite a bit, by the way. Congratulations for that movement. Yeah, but my rank was quite low, so I'm I'm happy that I'm finally getting close to the one million rank. Yeah, uh, you will end <laughs> this week, probably. As I said, I just try to to end as high as possible, not giving up. But yeah. my first half of the season was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Nice yeah. for all the analytics managers, and let's see, maybe uh, someone will win FPL this year. That would be nice. That's what I'm kind of hoping for. I That's feel what like we, for. yeah, I mean, eight yeah, people yeah. in top hundred. I feel like we have a good chance, and also yeah, you have a good chance. Most of are you also people... helping each other a little bit then, especially those in the top hundred? You're trying to kind of cheer them on, or you can try to. We are definitely or... cheering for them. I mean, Ross yeah, yeah, got yeah. lots of shot this week in the Discord oh, server, cool. so like yeah. we are very like excited to see 
if yeah. one of us will win the game. But yeah, yeah, that, yeah, will yeah. Be, that will be good, obviously. But it yeah. would also, well, make analytics a little bit more visible to the crowds. I feel like then we will start losing our edge if it gets really popular. But yeah, I think we still have some time until that happens. Yeah, okay. Just thinking about, because you have this community, I saw it as already now, what is it, the FPL Fest being announced in August? Uh, maybe you should go and you have a kind of an analytics table or an analytics corner. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that will be interesting. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Well, that was great. Uh, great content. Um, and that was also then it for today. So thanks everyone for listening. Uh, this was FPL Optimized Podcast, episode number 81. Uh, good luck with navigating the blank game week 26 and make sure you have a plan in place for the game, game weeks that will follow. Uh, we'll be back with a new episode next week. You can subscribe to our podcast so you'll get notified when the next episode is published. And do follow us on X. For Surtop, it's at Surtop below. For me, it's at BelfiBB. And we also have a separate account for the pod, which is at FPL Optimized. And on top, as you probably know by now, you can also find FPL Optimized on YouTube. And also, by the way, I saw that you are wearing your uh, Ajax jersey. <laughs> Especially for my sons today, so. because they're playing, uh, they're playing in the in the Conference League uh, knockouts against Bodo Glimt in Norway, mm-hmm. and uh, I heard them sharing a bit earlier this evening. So they're one nil up, but yeah, Ajax are struggling this season. But uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Hopefully, they will win this one. <laughs> okay, good luck. And then, uh, until next time, stay curious and stay analytical. Goodbye. Goodbye.